This podcast episode is brought to you by The Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie Orbison. The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. With two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators. To get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting you. Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Bonnie's Legends. I'm Bonnie Orbison, and this is my podcast, Bonnie's Legends. Today's guest was such a pleasure and honor to interview. Lindy Müller-Westerhagen is such an icon for me and such an inspiration and what she's doing. She's literally everything. We talk about literally everything. Have fun. Hi, Bonnie. Hello. How are I you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you? In your, are you in your room? Yeah. <laughs> live, live broadcast live via satellite from your room. I love it. <laughs> yeah, from a teenage room. <laughs> How old are you again? 15. I'm 15. Wow, unbelievable. Jeez, I was like, I didn't have so much ambition as you at 15. So <laughs> proud of yourself. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry about yesterday. I must say, I totally forgot. I, I have to admit. <laughs> I just had a lot of things happening and then I just... That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> Where are you? What city are you in? What? What city are you in? Um, do you know Offenburg? That's in the southern of Germany. Close to... Give me a big uh, big city that it's by maybe now. Freiburg. Think. Freiburg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, nearby there. <laughs> but you're still in high school. Yeah, I'm still in high school. Yeah, 10th grade now. Sure, sure. Yeah. And why did you decide to do this? Um, because I wanted to interview my legends. <laughs> and then I always wanted to make a podcast, but I never had really a topic or an idea for it. And during this these times, I just thought that I don't want to have a specific topic about human beings. I just want to interview whoever is whoever I admire and so I was came up with the legends idea one is legends and yeah <laughs> well I don't consider myself a legend yet I still have a lot more work to do in life but thank you <laughs> I call you a legend <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> so we were several times oh yeah sorry ladies and gentlemen He's a real rock power woman with a more powerful voice. Lindy Wiesadl. <laughs> Hi. You can actually call me Lindy Wimbledon-Westenhagen because I had to change my name. So Okay. On I didn't social know. media, I am Lindy Wiesadl. You're right. <laughs> I didn't know how to call you if I should call you Lindy. The name is too long. It's too long for social media. Just keep going and going. <laughs> um, we were several times in touch before. I remember yes. back in 2018, I was 13. I, um, I had to donate something or like the church said we should donate to something with the money we're getting from the confirmation. 
and then you had this you supported these mountain Ever mount everest climbers and i was like yeah i donate to them and then you gifted me my fam my family me <laughs> these concert cards and the concert was amazing and yeah thank you for that <laughs> No problem. I can't believe it was so full. So it feels like yesterday, but it was a while back. Yeah. Yeah. Two years now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. William actually, um, William was the burn survivor. He was burned at the age of two or three and he went with a group to raise money for other children that were burn victims and survivors. And yeah, geez, he's, he's doing well, but I think, you know, during COVID times, it's just tougher. We have a big unemployment in South Africa and even in the U.S. So, you know, yeah. people are struggling. So especially, I mean, I have to say hats off to Bonnie because at 13 to, um, you know, I think your generation gets like such a, a bad rap sometimes because they think you guys don't work, you know, and everything is like, you know, success fast and, you know, we're selfie, selfie. And I really believe that it's your generation that's making the change because at 13, I mean, I wasn't thinking about trying to help anybody at 13 so hats off to your parents <laughs> i give that i give that to them <laughs> and then a few weeks ago you had this live stream of holy shorts was it the holy shorts yeah yes yes yeah and i i watched it and i i don't know i asked something about participating the 15 how's that going and he said yeah maybe i'm too i'm too young and he just said keep writing bonnie keep writing and i think this sentence gave me the last push to release my book now and it's coming out on friday so <laughs> amazing congratulations that is a huge huge um goal to push through to finish yeah and thank you what's it what? called what is the book it's, called? It's called Follow Me. Okay. And we, I'm walking with someone on the translation, so it's still German. <laughs> but okay. I'm walking yeah. the translation. Maybe it would be a book that I can read one day. <laughs> but in German, it went better through the years. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Thank you, Bonnie. But, you know, one man in Berlin lived. Yeah. Das ist sehr schwer zum Deutsch lernen, weil alle Leute sprechen mehr in Englisch. Oh. Das ist ein bisschen einfacher zu Hause mit Marius Englisch sprechen. And that's the reason why his English is actually getting so much better, because he's speaking all the time. Yeah, but I remember the first time when I listened to Luft um zu atmen. When, oh gosh, when it was yeah. recorded <laughs> Very and then term. and then the live yeah. version Very last bad. year yeah <laughs> and then the live version last year was better was really better yeah. so and that uh, song you can understand see me you could understand me <laughs> <laughs> i understood you the first time too <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah um and what is tell me about tell me about what is the book about it's it's a lot it's it's playing in berlin so berlin was my inspiration and it's about two couples who are breaking up at the same time um one is a musician couple the other one is an actor couple and um it's complicated reasons and different different reasons um the musician couple breaks up because he's violent and he and she needs her freedom and at the at the actors um like the actors couple are breaking up because 
she's cheating on him and but he wanted to marry her and then he has to break up with her because she cheated on him like two years and um these both have the same friends and they both going to them to find help <laughs> and mm. then they becoming friends and helping each other to go through the breakup and yeah and then they falling in love too <laughs> Oh, and then why did you, why did you write that? What was the inspiration behind that? Um, the first inspiration was is a little bit embarrassing because um, I had a teenage crush and he was a celebrity. He was an actor, and he was together with, uh, with his girlfriend. And I was like, why is he together with, with her? And I imagined how it is if they break up. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the I same like yeah, and at the same time, my brother went through his breakup and I got there, the feelings there. And then I was like, yeah. And then I wrote that they fi finding love again and my brother find love again too. And I'm just hoping it will go like this too. <laughs> Very sweet. Yeah, that was my inspiration, yeah. <laughs> But you're so young. There's so much time for love, darling. You're gonna <laughs> love so hard. You're gonna get your heart broken. You're gonna love again. <laughs> and yeah I mean I think the whole thing is just keep believing in love because really yeah. as we can see now it's it's the most important thing right now yeah exactly okay I'm asking you now 16 random questions I ask them every guest okay, okay. let's go what's, what's your full name Lindiwe Subtle Mueller Westenhagen <laughs> when's your birthday June 24th 1976 I have that now in my mind. <laughs> favorite color? I would say my favorite color is blue, but I've been saying pink a lot for strange reason. Pink has never been my favorite color, but it's turning into it. So I'd say pink and blue. Blue is still edging pink out. <laughs> Do you have any pets? No, I don't. But you wish some. <laughs> I would, during quarantine times, Marius and I almost bought an animal because we were just like, I think everyone's like, we just need to cuddle something more. Um, but we didn't get an animal because we, we move around too much. But he loves cats. He says that I'm a cat, very much like a cat. And I like dogs. I never knew, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I never really liked cats so much, but now I like cats. It's quarantine times, you know, COVID. <laughs> you just want an animal. <laughs> I'm on the dog side. I love dogs, but I don't have one, yeah. but I love dogs. <laughs> Where are you from? I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I grew up, uh, I was only birthed there. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, I would say that I became a woman in Cape Town, South Africa, because I lived there in my, in my 30s. Okay. Favorite food? You're cooking a lot. I'm cooking a lot. I can't cook anymore. Ich kann nicht mehr kochen. Oh my gosh. If I have to eat my food one more time. Viva 100 Tage in quarantine in South Africa. I cooked every day. Oh my gosh. Okay. So definitely not my food. Definitely not my food. Um, if it was my food, it would be risotto for sure. But my favorite food is definitely Japanese. Okay. For sure. <laughs> favorite song or song what follows you through your life Ooh. 
That's a really hard one, actually. It's followed me through my life. Because when I was younger, I listened to a lot of R&B growing up in Atlanta. Um, and then in university, I listened to a lot of kind of like alternative music, like Bjork, Tori Amos, PJ Harvey. And, um, and now I'm really like for the last at least five, six years, I've been into country music, like religiously, Lucinda Williams, um, Emmy Lou Harris, Gillian Welsh, that kind. So I can't, there's no way I could ever pick a song because it could be as random as, you know, a Biggie Smalls hip hop song to a Lucinda Williams <laughs> you know, country song. <laughs> but but music great. is vital. Music is vital. We have to really yeah. like back to the respect, I think, of music. And I'm hoping that these COVID times, um, I think film and TV have definitely had like this new renaissance, but I think music yeah. now, kind of, I don't want to say pop music's dead, but I'm just saying, I think people want a little bit more substance from music these days. Yeah. And I think hopefully going to come out of this. Favorite artists that can be a painter, musician, actor, actress, author, everything. <laughs> hmm. I'm actually going to say, as far as songwriter, I'm going to say um, for sure Lucinda Williams, for sure my husband, because even when I translate his German songs to English, he would hate me <laughs> even saying this, like so embarrassed. But when I translate it to English, there's still so much poetry you know, poetry in what mm -hmm. he writes. And I have to give it kudos. I mean, the, the Deutsche Sprache is so, so reich. I mean, you can't compare it to, you know, English at all. So yeah. <laughs> maybe everything in German sounds good. Um, favorite painter. Oh, gosh. It's, it's so hard to give, like, to give a favorite because there's so many different, <laughs> there's so many different um, artists right now. Favorite artist? You can mention some. <laughs> wow, but there's so many, you know? There's so many. I love Julian Schnabel. I love um, what he creates. I love his movies a lot. Um, I'll just stick with Julian Schnabel because he's actually a painter and um, a director and a writer. So I'll go with him. He's an all-around win. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Favorite film? Also by Julian Schnabel, Blue is the, uh, the Diving Bell and Butterfly. And also Blue is the Warmest Color. Love that film. Yeah, those two. And your favorite color? <laughs> Pink and blue, again. <laughs> favorite book? My favorite book is called The Girls. And it is actually... Um, someone wrote a story about the Manson murder that happened years mm -hmm. ago in America and she wrote it from the perspective of one of the girls and it was just I mean it's, a, it's not a true story but it was inspired yeah. by the story loved her and it was her first book too the girls <laughs> what languages can you speak um, ich kann wenig Deutsch sprechen Sehr, sehr wenig. Ein bisschen Deutsch sprechen. Uh, puedo hablar uh, Español también. And English! <laughs> <laughs> What's your most used phrase or word? Most used phrase. God, I would have to come up with 
Um, probably Morris would know. Um, awesome. <laughs> so American. I know it's horrible. <laughs> awesome. Or like great. Because yeah. I remember I'm teaching my neighbor and my mom English right now. <laughs> Yeah. And we talked about, I told them crate and in German it's großartig. And they were like, yeah. we never use this word. And I was like, yeah, because it's too long. But the, but the English, the British one, they're always using it because it's a short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Großartig. That sounds, it's, it's a nice uh, ring to it too. <laughs> Do you still have any music on vinyl or cassettes? Um, we have a lot of vinyl, actually. We just moved to a new place in Berlin, and I actually, it's not even my vinyl, it's Marius, and he's got crates, crates, and crates of vinyl. So now we want to buy a record player because, I mean, we can't let all that good um, vinyl go to waste. And cassettes, I'm sure Marius has some cassettes somewhere here, but we have a lot of CDs. And for me, I mean, I grew up buying and looking and paging through the artwork. I just think, yeah, it's quite sad that we're missing that real, you know, physical feeling. Yeah, yeah. Touching the artwork and reading the words rather than looking it on the internet. <laughs> But that's funny because um, back in last November, I bought the vinyl of um, Pfeffermitz Experiment. <laughs> I got the name. <laughs> Sorry. And I didn't have a record player. And then I bought some others, uh, other vinyls last year. And then on Christmas, my parents were like, okay, you get a record player. And now I have them. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. And Peppermint's experiment is actually was always my soundtrack while making homework during these times because it was so motivating. <laughs> oh, sweet. Very sweet. Do you sing in the shower? I sing everywhere. Okay. And Marius always, always says to me, even if you sing like Maria Carlson, you have like the best voice ever and nobody wants to hear it 24-7. Oh, <laughs> I do. I sing everywhere. <laughs> It's like me. I'm talking everywhere with myself. <laughs> yes. yes. You answer yeah. back. Do you hmm? answer back? Do you answer back? Do you say yes, Bonnie? Yeah, that was a good idea. Or do you just talk to yourself? I think I just talk this to myself. But that was actually funny because last year I started learning English really like practicing it and I was two weeks in Barcelona and everybody talked to me in English and I was like okay maybe I should get now my shit together and learning real talking English and then I came oh, back and then I said I'm just talking with myself now in English and since then I'm talking to myself in English yeah I mean look that's the reason why you speak so good English yeah ich kann nicht ein interview in um in Deutsch machen But some answer you answering in some questions, so in, in well. general. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first thing you do in the morning? What's your morning ritual? I my morning ritual is to snuggle my husband and then brush my teeth, and then my husband drags me off to go meditate with him. Because okay. I have very bad discipline and I know meditation is so good for me. So I need that partner <laughs> to drag me along. Yeah, but I would need that push too. So I, I started once and then two weeks and then it was over. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your legend? Thanks. 
That's a very hard question, Bonnie. You know who my legend is? I wouldn't say one person, but for me, anyone, because it took me a long time to kind of find this, this way for myself, is anyone that follows their heart, who does things. I mean, yeah, you can be fearful, but it's like following through and finishing something for me is someone that I, that I would respect and, and consider a legend someone that hasn't given up, that just keeps, you know, if they get knocked down and they just keep getting up and up time and time again, someone that's positive, someone that helps other people. These to me are people that, that I admire. Great. I mean, I made a whole podcast out of it. So <laughs> while researching, I found out that you did everything in your career. You were a stylist, you know, writing scripts, you make music, What else? <laughs> you make so many things. You know, the thing is, I think I want to continue on writing. I really want to continue on writing. I have an opportunity to direct my first short film, but, and I'm still toying with that idea. I would like to work with, like work as an actor first to understand how actors and that vulnerability <laughs> and that fear of having to act and perform in front of people before I even would step in the shoes of trying to direct. But yeah, to explore that, but just to keep on writing. I really want to write. I want to write a novel. That's why I'm, I'm like, hats off to you, Bonnie. <laughs> and maybe once it's translated or you send it to me, even um, in German. And I will line by line with my translator <laughs> and try to read your book. Then you can practice your German. <laughs> I would feel honored if it's my book then. <laughs> absolute, absolute. <laughs> so your mom was a tv host is that right and then you started as a stylist for beyonce for example yeah <laughs> then you started making music and now you're writing film scripts how did everything start <laughs> uh well i was born no <laughs> Um, you know what actually started it was I was living in New York during September 11th, two blocks oh. away from the World Trade Center. And it was such a terrifying experience for me. I went back to Atlanta. And while I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, because I had two very domineering parents that just said, like, study business, do this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll do whatever you say. Um, I think That's me, my like, brother. <laughs> You know, your parents have their direction for you and you're like fighting along the way. But I never fought along the way because I didn't have, I didn't have that conviction like what you have right now at okay. 15. Like, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I was asking everyone. <laughs> so then they said to me, okay, well, go get your MBA. So I did. And while I was getting my MBA, a teacher um, kind of changed my life. She made us all write down our life dream on the first day of school. And I wrote down I wanted to be a costumer um, because a lot of films were coming to Atlanta at the time. They were all leaving to find a cheaper place to shoot. And yeah, I got a job as a PA. And the next two weeks, the lady said, the costume designer said to me, I really like you. I know you're only a PA, but Beyonce is coming to town. I want you to be her costumer. So I worked <laughs> with her on that film. And then, yeah, I mean, I just kind of, kept falling back into the arts, you know? And to me, I think every time that I did, it was just me kind of just following my own self and being more true to myself rather than listening to other people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's not, 
been easy. You know, I'm not making Steven Spielberg type movies right now. You know, I'm still at the beginning of my career. <laughs> For me, I think it's just like, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that's kind of how I got here is I just kept going. Um, what were you, so my mom is a hairdresser and as a, when I was younger, I always accompanied her to the appointments And I re I know that as a child, you're always getting impressions of the job and what the experiences and you're getting advices from her. Um, did you get such experiences from your mom too? Like where you live here at her shop and you watch these all happen? <laughs> well, when my mom was doing her TV show, I was, uh, my dad was raising us in Atlanta. Um, my sister went a couple of years after she had started the TV show um, but it's stuff actually, like my mom always said, my mom and dad were always motivational and told us these things like, don't give up, work hard, you know, the typical thing. But what I really kind of learned from her just now as an adult and looking back at her experience, knowing how hard it was for her to leave her family, to do a show, you know, to be alone and doing that is, oh, look, we have a special guest here. I'm being interviewed. Say hello. Oh, Hello. Hello. One of your fans, Bonnie. <laughs> she's doing a podcast. She's 15 years old. Yeah. And she's doing her own podcast. Okay. Then I know who you are. Do you want to ask Marius a question? <laughs> I Marius think I'm too starstruck. <laughs> What? Yeah. Ja, ich bin Deutscher, ja. Okay. <lacht> Hallo. <lacht> es ist gerade so ein, ja, so ein Live, so ein Lebens, sie, <lacht> sie zu sehen. Ich bin gerade sehr, ja, tut mir leid. <lacht> ask, her one, ask him one question. Ah, uh, okay. Um, mm, <lacht> kann ich Ihnen kurz eine kleine Geschichte erzählen? <lacht> Okay, und zwar, <lacht> wo ich jünger war, hatte ich immer, also ich schreibe jetzt auch, ich habe jetzt, mein Buch kommt am Freitag raus und ich bin Autorin und ich hatte immer die Idee, <lacht> ein Musical mit ihnen zu machen. Was? <lacht> ein Musical mit ihnen zu machen, mit ihrer ja. Musik und so. Ja, <lacht> wären sie für so etwas offen. Ja, mach mal los. <lacht> well, there you go. Ja. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see my handshake. <laughs> yeah. Um, where did we stop? <laughs> uh, well, my husband interrupted us. <laughs> yeah. Ich kann nicht aufhören. Wo war wir? When your book comes out, you have to send me a copy. Seriously, I'll give it to Morris. Yeah, Friday. Friday, it's coming out. Um. I'm self-publishing it, so I'm kind of figuring out how, so it's printing, but it takes a long time and then I have to send them all on my own away. So yeah, but I will send you one for sure. <laughs> um, so we were talked about your mom, that you figured out how hard it was for her and that she left her family yeah. and made her shop and that's up. Looking back, um, 
the one thing that actually, it's not like a, a lesson that I learned from her. It's just, it made me realize how much women sacrifice for their careers, for their family, and, you know, and all the, all the flack that women get for kind of doing what men have been doing, like, all along. But I guess it's, you know, because of the birth of a child. And, yeah, it's yeah. just it's an interesting way to kind of look back at, at her motherhood and, you know, trying to see her, trying to accomplish her goals, but then still stay true to being a mom too and raise us. So, yeah. Um, you said you were then this costumer, is that right? Yeah, costumer, the stylist as Beyonce, for Beyonce. And how was that? How was she? <laughs> well, she had just broken free from Destiny's Child, and she was mm -hmm. going so well, and. I mean, for me, she was like a powerhouse to me. She was the kindest person ever, like that I met. And every, it was so weird. Every morning she would show up. And of course it was like early in the morning when we'd shoot. I don't know if it was the Georgia sun or not, but her skin was like, she looked like an angel. She was always just like glowing, you know? And she'd smile at you in the morning. And it was just like, you know? She's magical. She's a magical unicorn. I don't care what anybody says. And she's a hard worker, you know? That's, yeah. She's just a hard worker. I think um, during that time, probably just because of, you know, being a pop star and all the pressure, um, I, I observed it probably being very hard for her going through that. But to see how strong and how... I mean, it's just... This woman has just become unstoppable she's a magical unicorn she really is yeah but to see that journey i mean i worked with her years years ago and yeah. to see where she is now as far as her confidence and whew, yeah that's off. <laughs> so how long did you walk them with hair you worked for you styled hair then for the movie and then just two or three months i worked on as a on the film And then I went back to South Africa, worked in, um, I worked as a fashion buyer for a little bit, hated it, went back to Georgia again, and then worked on an HBO film, period piece, which was really beautiful. But I don't know, I just never, I think I wanted to get out of Atlanta so bad that I just went back to South Africa because I wanted a change. I mean, I grew up all my life in America, <laughs> I wanted a, a change. Yeah. And then in South Africa, you started making music, right? I did. Yeah, I did. I um, quit my job and actually started in Hamburg. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. I started in <laughs> Hamburg. I was going to sneeze. <laughs> um, I started in Hamburg. Something about Hamburg made me stop sneezing. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, my mom was uh, always saying, if you sneeze, you're letting something go. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to let Hamburg go. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Um, but yeah, started making music there. I worked with a guy named Benny Dernhoff. We started doing like solo singles together. And it was a little bit more like pop electronic music. Came back again to South Africa. Tried to do like a solo career. Had no idea what I was doing. Um, that would be great advice for anyone out there that has like an idea. Just like, just try it. And surround yourself with people that are much, much more experienced than you. Yeah. And then, because you're going to learn and absorb from them, you know? Yeah. Um, 
that's what I did. And then I met Marius in Cape Town in 2009. And then, yeah, he helped me kind of find, find a better path. The first thing that he said to me when he met me, after he heard me sing, he said, you're really good, but you're not doing the music that you should be doing. <laughs> and he kind of helped guide me in that path. Yeah, and then 2013, Kamikaze Odd came out, right? Yes, and it's an album. It's, I regret half of the album. <laughs> I regret half of the album because I really think I should have probably done a, an EP with maybe three or four songs rather than ten, ten three or four good songs and about six mediocre songs, you know. <laughs> But these, you know, I did it. It's, these are yeah, the things that we have now on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the album. I really love it. It's empowering and motivational. Yeah. Thank you so much. How was the process of the album? I remember you posted once, or I watched a video of you, where you said you wanted to have this electric Berlin style in it. And then you, but then you, got back to your roots to suffer Africa with the sounds of it. I don't know if that's right. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. The producer was, I mean, he's actually Bulgarian. Um, Ivan mm -hmm. is Bulgarian, but he was a Berliner. He lived in Berlin all of his life. So, I mean, his pr producing, of course, comes from, you know, the, his love for electronic music. So that came in there. Um, it's kind of strange that I actually did, like, thinking back, because I just had gotten to Berlin wasn't really in the Berlin vibe it's just that this producer kind of swayed me into this way and that's kind of the sounds that happened but then when um we were just listening to the album it just sounded too electronic and not like me so we started adding some more I like to call it big black bottom booty bass to it you know like some real you know some more soul and that was it like a, a pulpery of different sound <laughs> I used to songwriting so are you still songwriting well I am still songwriting I my idea actually is to try to get my music through the stuff that I'm writing as far as screenplays and stuff mm -hmm. uh, but yeah I would like to release I have like two or three songs that I really just want to release just as singles and then yeah let's see Feel like I, I feel like it's really hard to find time to to do music because I'm so you know busy writing right now. <laughs> yeah, but that was also the first podcast I started this like eight years, eight weeks ago now, and then with this book now releasing self publishing, I was like, okay, now I have to find a good balance. <laughs> but yeah, I think I found it. But I'm also making music, but um, not in a professional way, but I make music as I'm songwriting sometimes. And this is kind of, I have, I said, okay, I have to focus on two things and that's my book and this podcast. And then maybe I find some time one day and then I can focus on songwriting. <laughs> yeah. You do it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your process of songwriting when you're songwriting? How is the process going? For me, it seems like the music, like the lyrics come first. Mm -hmm. um, that's, yeah, I'm always kind of inspired by stories. And then maybe a melody will, will come to my head. Okay. And then I make 
Um, but it's funny. It's funny because mostly for Marius, like I think he's because he wrote quite a lot of songs during this COVID times. He's so melody driven. He's just got such great melodies always. And then he just starts like playing them on the guitar. I'm just like, where do you come up with these? But I think he hears, he hears melodies first and then he writes. So it's always okay. very interesting to, to be living, you know, with, with another artist to see like how the process is <laughs> a little bit different. Yeah. I'm a, I'm writing the lyrics first too. And then I'm have this melody in my head, but then I have no idea how to do the perfect accompany like piano the chords i have always i'm struggling with these chords because i don't find the perfect ones for my melody <laughs> but then you should work with somebody find okay. someone i mean that's you know that's the best thing is to get with someone that's smarter than you or someone yeah. that you admire that's making music somewhere in your hometown that you're yeah. like oh that kid great guitar or that girl plays amazing piano you know <laughs> yeah that's a good idea I'm thinking about that. <laughs> um, yeah, how did film script writing start? I was, huh, very weird story. Very Hollywood, LA type of story. I was doing a lot of yoga and I started getting, seeing things a lot more. I'm going to say it was because of the yoga. I started opening my eyes more and every day I would walk in Mitta through Berlin, through Mitta to my little yoga studio, 10 minute walk. And I would start seeing things more. Like I saw there was this old age home and I saw a man, he had 10 pens like, like this, like this yeah. part, sticking out of his pocket on both sides. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and then I started writing these short stories about the people that I saw. Like why yeah. would this man, like 20 pens in his pocket, you know? And then I, and I would read, come home and I would finish my yoga, come home and read these short stories to Marius. And he would like laugh and say like, yeah, you're crazy. These are actually good stories, but you know, I love you. I can't judge you. So he gave it to uh, the lector from uh, Gunter Glass. Yeah. He said, yeah, well, she's, she's talented. These are great stories. She must just keep writing. Then we went to South Africa a few months later and I saw that there was a online, no, this guy was doing a small workshop for screenwriting and that's kind of where it started four years ago, April. Yeah. And then you participated the competition for the Holly Shorts, right? Yes. Jeez. Uh, so I started writing four years ago. The first thing that the reason why I wanted to write is I wanted to tell a story about uh, sisters The TV show about sisters, you know, love-hate relationship of sisters. <laughs> and that was the first thing that I started writing. So I worked on that for two years. And then last year, I wrote um, a story called Desmond's Not Here Anymore about mm -hmm. my sexual abuse. And yeah, I started writing it. I had the idea for it. And I was like, and then I couldn't finish it. And I just sat there for six months. And then Michael Jackson's, um, that documentary about Michael Jackson uh, leaving Neverland, I think it was called. I watched that, that two-part series. And then immediately when it was over, I was like, okay, I can finish it. And then I just went back and finished the story. And then, I mean, you just enter these competitions. You don't expect anything. And then yeah, my script won. Yeah, then it won. And now it's coming out or is it getting shoot, shot or... Well, That was the plan before COVID. We were supposed to this year in between April and June, we were supposed to be in Seattle oh. shooting the film, short film, but 
right now with what's going on in America, it's probably going to be next year for sure. Yeah. And this is now the sister story, or is it the um, Desmond is not is leaving? Yeah, Desmond's not here anymore. It's okay. the abuse, yeah. Okay, great. And so you got you got asked for directing, but you struggling with yeah. Uh, I have an amazing DOP. She's um, she's Hungarian, but she's a, she's a Berliner. She's been here for a long time. A female DOP. She thinks also. She's like, you can do this, but I don't know if the story is too close that I need to just like let someone else have it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, or go through that. And I just don't know if I want to work with actors. To be honest, I don't know if that's my dream yet. Um, <laughs> All these divas, <laughs> huh? All these divas. <laughs> I did work with a boy, but I think the people that would be involved in this project would probably be, I mean, if you choose to act in this story, then you must have like a, a huge heart because it's just, it's just such a like heart wrench. Yeah. It really is. So, and that's what we're looking for. We just want to pull together a team of, of, you know, like-minded, loving, loving women that want to kind of tell the story about, you know, abuse and about, you know, what women have to go through taking care of their elderly, you know, sick parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of heart. <laughs> yeah, but I totally understand that because I remember, so before I said I'm going to self-publish this book, I had a edition who said they want to release it and they said, we're going to make a movie out of it and that stuff with the RD. And I was like, mm -hmm, okay. And then now thinking, so I denied, so I said no to the contract, but now I'm self-publishing it. And I have a lot of film directors from my family from, from France. And I'm like, maybe it's interesting to see how they are putting my book into a film. So it's now I'm not really saying I'm, I don't want to have a film out of this book, but I'm saying I'm open for it. <laughs> yeah. And find someone that you like someone's work that you really love. And yeah. if they're willing why not yeah but that was also i remember like my brother my brother is 14 years older than me and he always pushes me and he cut he gave me this mindset and <laughs> he i just remember that one year ago he said to me i don't know text text your husband text you text these people i admire and i was always like no they won't read this no i i don't know i'm too afraid i'm i don't know i'm too starstruck and that stuff and now the, this podcast i'm just texting all these people i admire and without expectations because if you have expectations you maybe get disappointed because you don't get an answer but i i'm getting now so many answers and i met so many people now through this podcast and i'm like happy because For example, with this podcast, I said at the beginning, I had no time to engage somebody to do the theme song. <laughs> so I did it on my own. Good for you. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not really satisfied with it because it was just a five minute idea and I put it into, into I recorded it and then just put it into the theme song. And now I interviewed a singer and I had a live chat with her some weeks, some weeks ago, two weeks ago. And she said she's doing for season two. And I was like, yes. So I'm getting these people out of there. And she also said she wants to hear me sing because I'm always not really confident of that. But she said she wants to hear me sing and I was sent her something where I sing. And yeah, <laughs> I'm <Fantastic>. getting there. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, step by step. Step by yeah. step. Enjoy, enjoy the process too. Yeah. I, yeah enjoy that's the true. 
enjoy not liking your theme song, but still going through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still yeah. listen to it every time I'm editing the podcast episode. So maybe I like it in a way. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's coming up? Is something coming out this year or do you say maybe two years it will take for the movies or? I, we have some deals that are happening, thank goodness, with uh, some of the stuff that we're doing. But my goal right now is just to keep on, to keep writing, to keep writing, yeah. to keep writing. I've pitched um, some, a few ideas for the South African market that I, um, yeah, I don't know. South Africa is so close to my heart because, like I said, that's where I kind of became a woman. So mm. there's a few things that I want to pitch for um, kids' show ideas. And that's it. It's just writing, writing, writing. <laughs> that's the plan I don't want to plan you can't plan anymore especially with COVID right yeah. now I think we just do what we can in the day be grateful that we are healthy and wake up the next day and just keep doing the same for yeah. John <laughs> and do you planning to get out the TV series with the sisterhood that definitely will not come out until this um till next year for sure yeah. because this is how But it's, how long have you taken TV World? <laughs> But yes, it's a work. We have a development deal, so let's let's see how long that takes to shock. I will watch it. <laughs> I will watch everything. I will read everything. I will watch everything. <laughs> But just an idea, just really like just an. <laughs> I just got this idea right now. Let's do something together. Let's write something together. I would be open for that. Yeah, write something with you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, give, give me an idea. let's let's see. You have my details. Give me my idea. Um, I think I don't know. I think a script. I don't know what what is easier to write, a novel or a script. I started writing once a script, but I was I stopped it then. I don't know why. <laughs> Try doing a um, do a short film because that's very. I mean, you can easily get people. Like I said, it's just about creating these relationships. You can easily find a cameraman, do a short film. Okay, great. But I think we could write a novel together. We could, <laughs> we could meet over Zoom and talking about it. And then, yeah, <laughs> it was just, it was just an idea I got in my head. <laughs> I love the way you think. You're gonna definitely go far. <laughs> okay great that was it oh no 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 hold on i have two more questions <laughs> um where are you seeing yourself in 10 years hopefully alive <laughs> you don't know it's COVID time um in 10 years Woo, lord i will be 54 <gasps> maybe i would have like frozen like my eggs and i have like a baby <laughs> No, 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 hopefully I will be in the best shape of my life. Hopefully I'm still able to kick my leg up here. I can, you know, roller skate. Hopefully I'll be better at roller skating and I haven't given it up. Hopefully I will have, have had a novel or two come out. You know, I don't know. All I can hope for is in 10 years that I'm healthy. Yeah. And what's an advice you would give you, your 15-year-old self? Oh, 
I would say, why do you have a relaxer in your hair? Why are you, <laughs> why are you not confident in yourself? I would say, um, don't listen to what everyone is saying around you. You know what you want to do deep down in your heart. I would say, don't try to get that dumb guy. He's going to be an idiot so many years later and you're going to realize. Um, I would say, you know what? Go sing that song that you were afraid to, to sing. Go walk up to that person that you were afraid to approach. Live life fearlessly. Listen to your heart. And be kind to yourself and be kind to others. That's great. <laughs> and that was it. I loved it. That was really, that was really great. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I really, really can't wait to see, you know, what more you do. I'm excited to read your book. <laughs> Google Translate your book. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm having now in one hour, I have an appointment with the translator <laughs> talking about the details. So, yeah, great. it's work. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that was lovely. Screenwriting advice or whatever, just send me an email and I'll shoot you over, you know, like any things from school or whatever that I have that I can shoot over to you to save you having to, uh, you know, to give you an early start on film school and, and, and whatever, <laughs> writing, whatever you need. Yeah. And if you need any devices on writing an oval, I'm here. <laughs> Girl, I might be calling you. <laughs> Okay, then greetings to your husband. Thank you. <laughs> and have a lovely afternoon now. Thank you. Greetings to your family too, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>